Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me for this inaugural season. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains, and we can't live without Him. We are talking about the word restoration here in season one, and incredible guests are joining us to share inspiration, wisdom, encouragement, and practical advice. I'm your host, Holly Newton, and welcome to the Exhale Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Karen Harmon is from the Dallas, Texas area. She's a homeschool mom, physical therapist, and business owner. She also serves her local church on the worship team and is a leader over several small groups. In the media department, she also does on-camera work and voiceovers. She has a master's degree in physical therapy and owns Function 360. She speaks at conferences and seminars and has sat on several live events, curriculums, and TV panels. She discusses anything from leadership and spiritual disciplines to motherhood and ministry. With transparency and humor, Karen loves to encourage and empower women to passionately pursue Jesus in their God-given dreams, purpose, and callings through all of their many roles. Karen and her husband, Lee, have been married 15 years, and they have three amazing children. Karen, welcome. You are a woman that does it all. And we are so excited to have you on here. Um, all, all of us are really excited. I just, I love watching your feed. I love watching you on Better Together TV. I, you're just a woman of strength and integrity who loves the Lord. And you're the same no matter what you're doing. So you're such a, uh, just a, you're, you're a hero. <laughs> We're happy to have you glean from your wisdom today. So that was Thank your Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. Well, tell us, um, tell us who you are. What, what, what does your week look like this week? Oh, you guys caught me at like the worst possible week. <laughs> what, November is just a crazy time for us. And so we just have a lot going on. Like you kind of mentioned in, in the introduction, I have three children, two older ones that we homeschool or I homeschool. I say we, let's be honest, I homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're 13 and 10. And so one's in junior high, one's in upper elementary. And so it's just a really busy time just for just homeschooling, you know, so it's kind of insane. And then we have a two year old little guy that was a surprise blessing in our quote unquote old age. And so <laughs> we're just trying to keep him alive at this point because he just loves to go, go, go. But that's basically that's honestly being home with them and homeschooling. It, it takes up so much of my time. And of course, my business and seeing patients and ministry and all of that. I just, I love to um, use the passions and giftings that the Lord has given me to the fullest extent that I possibly can um, for his glory and for his honor and to further his kingdom. So I'm just super excited for the opportunity to do that and to be here with you guys. So, well, thank you. We're talking about restoration this season and um, you do have your hands full and you know, you work with people in their physical bodies, you work in in spiritual disciplines and um, pastoral and your worship leader. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to hear what you have to say this season about restoration. Everybody needs some hope from, you know, what we've all experienced in 2020. Yeah. And I, I love this picture when you were talking about like from patience to ministry. Um, so you kind of, 
it almost like you kind of, you kind of see every almost these different perspectives, mm-hmm. right? These different shifts. Um, so it just makes me wonder, like, what has been a key way that you've been able to process 2020, kind of with these different angles that you get to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, 2020 kind of threw us off for a little bit of a curveball, huh? <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's another, right? Um, but I think one thing uh, that I try to take with me through every season, through every facet, through every calling of life is the importance of worship. And I think that sometimes we can downplay that because we think, oh, it's just one more thing that I have to do, right? I have to read the Bible. I have to pray. I have to worship all of that stuff. But I think in seasons like we're going through right now with 2020 and the uncertainties, the curveballs, um, the craziness for health stuff with COVID-19. I mean, it, it's hit every single aspect. And I think we can all agree as believers that the one thing that is constant and the one thing that remains is the goodness and faithfulness of our God. Yeah. Despite yeah. all of that, none of this caught him off guard. His sovereignty is still intact. He is still on the throne. And when I say that, I don't say that to downplay the realities of the <laughs> harshness and the misery that a lot of people are going through and the discouragement and the loss of hope and helplessness and devastation, job losses, physical losses, marriages are going through a hard time. We're seeing child abuse and domestic abuse, suicide rates at an all time high in our country right now. So I'm not saying all of that to downplay it, but I think that sometimes we forget the solid foundation and the rock that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so when I look back at the last, what is it, seven, eight months, especially, The one thing that remains is worship. The Mm -hmm. one thing that remains is my God is good. He is faithful. He promised he would never leave me or forsake me. He he promised to be my hope and my salvation, my portion, my strong tower forever and ever. And I have to get into his presence on a daily basis. (laughs) This isn't like a, this isn't like a, oh, if I can fit it in anymore. And I think if, if the last few months have taught us anything, it's the vitality that we need, the vitalness that we need, I should say to be in his presence because in his presence, Psalms tells us is fullness of joy. And then the word tells us in Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Right. And so with that strength comes hope with that hope comes the ability to know that he who promised is faithful. So no matter what the world throws at us, no matter what the enemy throws at us, he will be faithful in the end. So when you go back to your questions about like, what, what is the key way that you've processed 2020? It's to stay grateful, to stay joyful, and to stay passionate for who the Lord is. Mm, wow. So good. That's really good. I feel like I have had some days where I'm like, I know the, I know if I read scripture, I'll be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Or I know if I go and even pray, I'll be encouraged. But there's these moments when it feels like the only thing that really seems satisfying is just to turn up some worship music yes. and just worship. Yeah. And not even really say anything, but just worship. Yeah. That's it. It breaks chains. You know, you look at, was it Acts? Oh gosh, guys, I think it's Acts 16 um, around verse 25 or something where it talks about Paul and Silas, you know, praising in the prison, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Of all places to be praising, like what? <laughs> You're in prison, like complaining, <laughs> being distraught, being hopeless. That seems more of like a normal, natural reaction, but they praise in the middle of their prison. 
mm-hmm. and chains broke. Yeah. Chains broke. They didn't make anything happen. All they did was choose to sit in the presence of God and yeah. praise him and worship him, not just for what he was going to do, but for who he is. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really easy for us to praise and worship and think about, okay, yeah, we know you're going to do all this stuff for us, God. It's a lot harder to pray and worship in the season that we're in when we're going through the hardships. But I look in Acts and I'm like, you know what? If they can praise and worship while they're in prison, I can praise and worship through this 2020 season, regardless of what happens. Yeah, amen. 100%. And over and over in the Bible, we see where praise comes before the breakthrough. Praise yes. comes before the breakthrough. And just like you, Annette, and what you're talking about, Karen, first thing in the mornings, I mean, I have to just run to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and just get in that presence. And worship is a huge thing in our lives and our family's lives. Uh, it always has been. Um, but it, I have found like the most powerful worship times have been just me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been kind of a shift for the church at large is, you know, oftentimes believers fall into this trap of spectator worship. But, but I think this has been such a sweet time. And I've heard testimonies of people saying, Hey, I just learned that I have freedom just to worship all out in my own home. It makes all the difference. So I love that you're talking about worship today and gratitude, being grateful. Gratitude is everything, man. It takes our eyes off of all the trouble. And even though it is, you know, a lot, a lot of people do have hard realities, but when we are grateful to God, I don't know. I just feel like he moves and leans into us. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Well, and I just think it's so, I don't know, um, beautiful what you're talking about. It's really a perspective shift, you know, because it's easy to keep our eyes focused on what's going on around us because real life is happening, you know, and you look around and you see, you see the brokenness and you see the devastation and it's hard to hope. I think when you keep your focus fixed on that, but when you, when you turn your focus to the father through worship, through prayer, um, you, you're, you're consciously placing your hope somewhere else, you know, cause the Bible talks about in Proverbs that a hope deferred makes the heart sick. And it would be so easy to look around and just see all of these hopes deferred, you know, financial loss or loss of family members or loss of relationship, all of that. And it would be so easy for your heart to be sick, but that's where we have to stop ourselves and say, okay, what's my hope in, you know, is it in what I can see or is it in, um, is it in the father and is it in his promises that won't ever fail? And I just think that's so beautiful that you touched on that point. Um, and that's such a, that's such a, a key thing that, you know, I think we all have to relearn in a sense in this season, but, you know, Karen, as you're talking, you know, a lot about worship and, um, I don't know, just returning your focus to the father, what do you see as something, um, that has been, I don't know that God has shown you that's really significant about the time that we're going through specifically. Well, it's, it's Holly kind of touched on this earlier and I want to kind of go back to this and tie it into what we're talking about with hope. There's a, there's a phrase that I feel like the Lord has been giving me lately and it's from an old hymn. So those of us that grew up in those Pentecostal hymns, um, those old school hymns, but it's from great as I faithfulness. And the line says strength for today and a bright hope for tomorrow. And I think that's the beauty of hope is that it's a confident expectation that God will do what he says that he will do and that God will do what he promised that he would do. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we talk about, okay, what does it look like to have a strength for today and a bright hope for tomorrow? And to your point, Holly, which you mentioned before 
about how like, I think we're in the season now where we're not reliant on being a spectator, right? I think for a long time, worship, church, um, getting into his presence, all of that stuff, we relied on a building or we relied on a person to get us to that place that we just kind of sat back and we're like, okay, feed me, feed me, feed me, pastor so-and-so, feed me, feed me, feed me, Hillsong and Elevation Worship, feed me, feed me, feed me. Um, And, you know, we started to get reliant on that. And if 2020 has showed us anything, it has stripped us, um, I think, in the best possible way, to be honest, to where we're having to go, okay, God, it really is just me and you. Yeah. There's nobody else here. Sure. Yes. You know, I'm so grateful we have online church. I'm so grateful we have YouTube. I'm so grateful we have the virtual blessings that we do have here um, in this online space. I'm so grateful for those things. But I think we have learned that those things are fleeting and they come and go and that those things should be an adjunct and they are an extra little blessing to what we already have between just us and the Lord. And so when we talk about like, what is, what is um, something that God has showed you about the significance of this time? It's to truly understand that my strength and my hope is in him and in him alone. And it can't be on anybody else. It can't be on a pastor. It can't be on a worship song. It can't be on a season that those things are encouraging and they're uplifting. And God has given us those things as a blessing. But when it comes down to it, when everything is stripped away, am I going to choose to plant well? Am I going to choose to sow well so that when I have to reap and when things come push comes to shove, what's going to come out of me? What's going to automatically come out of me? Is it going to be despair? Is it going to be a lack of hope? Is it going to be, oh gosh, the world is ending, as Chicken Little says, like the sky is falling or whatever he says. Like, is that going to be the automatic thing that comes out of my heart? Or is my heart going to be ready, right? Is my heart just going to always be ready because I have chosen to place my faith and my trust with my time, with my treasure in him so that I know regardless of what comes tomorrow or the day after, if it's murder hornets, if it's a pandemic, (laughs) if it's whatever it is, if it's election craziness and we don't even know who the president's going to be by 2021, I don't know. Whatever comes, I know that my faith relies on nothing less than Jesus's hope and his righteousness, right? So it's that automatic of what am I sowing in these times of quiet, in these times of sometimes feeling isolated, right? Being in this shelter in place and this quarantine and all of this stuff. What is my automatic response going to be to the hardships that may come, right? And for me, it's been significant to kind of go back to basics, to go back to, okay, what does the word of God say for me? I'm not going to rely on someone else to give me a revelation of scripture. I'm going to open up the word and I'm going to read it. And I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me through this scripture? And go back to really remembering and understanding to hear the voice of God, to obey it and to be able to apply it in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good, Karen. And honestly, I think I found myself in a season where you know, it's like when you're squeezed, uh, like what, what's your natural response? And I found myself right. kind of giving into despair a little bit, you know, cause there was a lot of this year really. And I think for so many of our listeners and for each of us in different ways, this year really hasn't turned out, you know, in some ways, the way that we hoped or the way that we thought it would. Yeah. And I did for a while, I found myself 
struggling with despair and and just the blues a lot and this is such a I feel like this is the message the Lord has really just been pounding on my heart lately and and to hear you say it again um I don't know it's just it's a really good reminder even for me just that okay you know the Lord has given us people and and people in our lives that we can turn to but when our automatic response is people over him um that just creates even more uh gap and more room for for disappointment and letdown but when when we turn to pe- when we turn to him first you know and he's our source and he's our strength um he's the one that never fails and finding promises something so simple as just searching the scriptures searching the psalms you know for something that stands out and that really speaks to you in the season that you're in and claiming that promise mm-hmm. that's where you know it's that refocus of our hope on him and you know it's it's the the thing that keeps I don't know. It, it keeps us from falling into despair because our hope is grounded on something that's solid and something that's true. And so that's just such a, a beautiful reminder. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. 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 You know, this actually, so this reminds me, um, before 2020, <laughs> we were, my family and I, my husband and my children, we were living in a season. Our son was born chronically ill And I will never forget when we got his first diagnosis, which was in utero, it was exactly what you're talking about. There's a moment that comes where you truly find out what you believe. You don't have time or space to compensate. Whatever is in there is going to come out. Right. Um, And that is a moment to refocus and recalibrate. I will never forget that moment because the things that came out of me were not super pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And they were not really what I expected of myself and my heart, but what a refining season. And so coming into 2020, when the pandemic hit, I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah. (laughs) I know what I believe this time. Yes. (laughs) I thought I knew before, but I mean, that's the beauty of refining and, you know. Right. And that. And that's so amazing how he brings those beauty out of ashes, Annalise, right? Like, I mean, the beauty that he brings out of devastation um, when we choose to allow him to yeah. move in that devastation and to encourage us and to teach us and walk us through it. And then our obedience and willingness to learn from that and then apply it like yeah. that is absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that so much. Cause I, I'm encouraged by that. Cause I think when devastation happens, um, like what you guys walked through pre 2020, yeah. um, and it is so easy to go, okay, I blame you, God. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't you just fixing this? Why can't you just take care of this? Mm-hmm. Why can't you just, and then there's bitterness that sets in. And I'm not saying like, listen, we, we should give voice, right? To our frustration. It's not like he doesn't know it already. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we're not telling him anything he doesn't know, right? We're angry. We're hurt. We're, you know, and at times it does become bitterness. We get um, impatient. Yeah. We question, we do all those things. But I think the important thing to realize is that we don't stay in that. You right. and your husband and your family chose not to stay in that yes. because you had a firm foundation in knowing who God is. That yeah. yes, the enemy is here. He is here to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Yes. Unfortunately, he runs rampant in the world that we live in. But, and he may win a few battles here on earth, but we know who's won the war. Mm-hmm. And then when we stop and we remember that, you know what, 2020, it's going to come and go. And yes, we will always look back and remember this year as crazy and insane and like, waiting for the other shoe to drop type of thing. But when we have a hope 
and a knowing that's built on nothing less, right? We have, what is it, Hebrews, that says that we have this anchor and it's a hope that it's firm and secure, right? It is firm and secure. It's not going anywhere. And when we can grasp a hold of that and we hold on to that with everything that we have, then we can say, okay, I'm going to choose faith over fear. I'm going to choose hope over helplessness. I'm going to choose determination over discouragement. I'm going to choose to remember that God is good regardless of the circumstances around me. And that alone, I know it sounds so easy. I think sometimes we say as Christians, it's like, okay, great. Yeah. You're just going to tell me to pray. You're just going to tell me to read God's word. You're just going to tell me to try to, you know, do all this stuff. And that's supposed to solve everything. We're not saying it's going to practically solve everything, but I'm telling you that it will solve a lot of things that yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, that it's not just something trite that we throw out there. Oh, pray through it. Oh, do this, do that. There's practical application, right? That we go through it. I'm sure you and your husband have many practical things, right? That you instated and put into place after losing your son that you're like, I'm not going to let myself go down that road of bitterness. Yeah. I'm going to choose to not live in anger. I'm going to choose to not live in disillusionment. I'm going to choose to make sure that I wake up every morning that even though it may be a bad morning, even though I may be waking up in tears and anger and frustration, I'm going to choose not to stay there. I'm yeah. going to choose to move forward and I'm going to choose to do that. And that's where the practical application comes, right? right? But if you don't have your strength that's rooted in the Lord, then the practical application is very hard to implement, right? So that's where it goes hand in hand is having that rootedness in who God is that gives us the strength to apply the practicality of what we need to do. Yeah. yeah. To move that's forward. Amazing. And, and yes. one of the things um, that, that Annalise and Hayden did throughout the year, yes, it was a shocking diagnosis, but I literally watched their countenance change after they had a chance to process that and go, okay, what do we believe about God? Mm -hmm. And throughout the year, they asked the hard questions of God mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> and he met them there. Yes. And mm -hmm. I think we need to not be afraid to ask the hard questions of God because he invites us into that intimacy to share right. what his heart is, even though we always don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. And that was such a, you know, I haven't had much capacity hear me with a grain of salt here, but much capacity to like carry the burden of others, of course, outside of sure. my grief in that, like when we got my son's diagnosis and walking through his life. And so when the pandemic hit, it, it like re-softened my heart to go, Oh, I know what I believe. Yes. I know how I feel about what's happening. And even now as things continue to happen, like I continue to anchor and really put that a seed of faith to test, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but that was the first time I found that my heart was burdened first time in a while burdened for like the, the whole world at once. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I believe, but what do the ones that I love and the ones that I don't even know, um, what do they have when the doors close? Mm -hmm. Because what you have is what you take. Mm -hmm. And that is, that can be excruciating. It yes. is Obviously, like I said, as I know, it can be refining. Um, it's an active choice every single day. And it is, it's practical application. Like at the end of it all, <laughs> there's a reason the psalmist spoke to his soul and said, why are you downcast? Put your hope in God because I'm still going to worship. Yes. And actually I what I was thinking of when you brought up worship is the psalmist who speaks to his soul and says, 
I'm still going to worship. Yes. And what a testimony. And I I don't want to harp on this too long, but um, what, what a testimony it is of you and your husband. And I think of many of us as well that are walking through 2020 that have experienced job losses, that have experienced marriage issues, that have experienced the hard, right? We've had a family member die um, who was diagnosed with COVID. Um, So Mm -hmm. there's all these things that I think 2020 has brought, but what a testament to the Lord um, that we can show the world, yet will I praise you. Yeah, yeah. No matter what comes, hell or high water, yet will I choose to praise you. Mm. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to get emotional. This is what happens when you have a baby at 41. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is all control, not just of your bodily functions, but of like everything. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that, guys. But it's, okay. it's, it's so important to go, you know, despite all of the junk in the world, yet will I praise you. Yeah. And I think that speaks more loudly to the world than any 45 minute message ever will. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. they watch us walk through hell and high water and they watch us walk through it and come out on the other side and still say, my God is good. My yeah. God is still faithful. That to me is what speaks volumes. That to me is what draws people to himself. Yeah. That to me yeah. is how we're going to expand the kingdom of God through this crazy time is the world is watching us. How are we as Christ followers? How is we as Christians? How are we that attend church? How are we that say that we believe in the Lord? How are we going to respond? And how are we going to sit to turn the world back and say, this is who got me through this. His name is Jesus. He is my hope. He is my salvation. And let me tell you about him because I know he's good. Yeah. 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 Man, I feel like this is the perfect moment to ask, how can we partner with God moving forward? Like what are, you know, practical things or whatever comes to your heart when you hear that? Because that's exactly right. The world is always watching. Yeah. (laughs) Always watching. What the word that um, comes to mind uh, is surrender. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that you can do anything or that God can honestly work through you the way that I know he can, unless I completely give up control and surrender to him and surrender to his ways and his promises. He wants my surrender more than he wants my striving. He wants my surrender more than he even wants my obedience. He wants my surrender more than he wants my service. Um, He wants my surrender. Mm. And I think that if we are talking about, okay, how do we repair things, right? How do we move forward? How do we restore? How do, how do we even allow him to do that? I go back to First um, Peter 5, 7. It says, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And I think that when we learn to cast our cares on him, it opens, it opens the windows of heaven for him to be able to come down and go, okay, well, you know what? I'm going to intervene in this situation. I, I kind of picture like my, my kids, right? And they have this broken toy and they're just freaking out. And they're giving it to me like, mommy, fix this. Mommy, fix this. Please just fix it. Just fix it. Like, well, you got to give it to me first. Like, you know, they're holding on to it and they're just like, please just fix it. Just fix it. And I'm like, well, and they've got this tight, tight grasp on it. 
And I'm like, but you've got to give it to me first for me to be able to even try to figure out what's going on. Right. And I feel like sometimes our heavenly father looks down on us with love and longing and tears in his eyes. And he's saying, I want to fix this for you. I want to help you. I want to walk alongside you. He's just waiting for our surrender. And I think that once we finally say, okay, here, take my toy here, take my life here, take my hopes, my dreams, my fears, my passions, my uncertainties, take it, God. And then you do what you do with it. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give it to you and I'm going to let you do your thing. Yeah. Uh So powerful, Karen. Mm. I can't add another thing to that. I'm just sitting here. Can't wait to replay this. Wow. And listen to it again. It so encourages even my faith today. You know, there's always deeper things with the Lord. Every single day, He wants to show us deeper things. And mm-hmm. I feel like for me personally, these last few weeks, I've been in a deeper level of surrender. Mm-hmm. As you get vision, you take the next steps. You do know, you do what you know to do. You see God move. And then, ah, oh, and her humanness, <laughs> that's even a word, you know, in, in our humanity. Yeah. I know for me, I quickly start thinking, oh, this is how it looks. And he's like, no, take those limits off. Surrender that again. If it doesn't look like you think it should look, be okay with it. I've learned yeah. to be okay with it. But yeah. it's been a long process to get there to that surrender. And in that surrender is that freedom. So, yeah. so good. Well, if you're listening today, Um, we've been talking with Karen Harmon and go back to the top. If you're just now joining at the bottom and listen to the whole thing, we've been talking about how God restores and repairs our lives. There is nothing beyond his touch, nothing beyond his ability to work out all things good for your life. So Karen, thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me, you guys. Would you tell everyone where they can connect with you? Yes, I am primarily on Instagram at Karen Harmon 360 360. And then I have a website as well that you can um, email me through at Karen Harmon 360.com. Perfect. Yes. And I love seeing you there. Well, thank you for listening and we will speak with you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share in your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.